please be advised. The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Corey. It's Martin the Mailman. And I'm Young Leezy. And uh, we're the Kind of Movie Critics, back from uh, midterm hiatus. Uh, midterm voting hiatus. I don't know if that made any sense, but it's going to make sense now. Um, really, before we get into the episode, man, I want to shout out uh, two couples got married yesterday that are like affiliated, that have been on podcast or been around them or big supporters. Shout out to Julian and uh, his wife, Amber, and hey. GA got married yesterday. GA and, GA and Jasmine got married. So shout out to y'all. Gorgeous Jervis and uh, now Jasmine Jervis. No, it's brown. <laughs> I was just kidding. Um, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to shout out to uh you guys man because i know y'all are big supporters of what we do and all that good stuff um how y'all feeling man feeling good. Really good it's great it's right. veterans day uh weekend you know it's a nice peaceful sunday is that what's going on is veterans day yeah, yeah. okay tomorrow is veterans tomorrow. Day. so i always get veterans day memorial day and labor day confused okay. i don't know how uh, all right two i never the- know when veterans day is yeah, but right, i know yeah. when those other two are very two are military very related well. one is not so, okay. Or at least I don't think Labor Day is. Well, one of them is. Doesn't one of them like start? You can wear all white, and then one of them is like is the Day. end of all Labor white. Day. Well, Labor Day and Memorial Day. Yeah. Oh, so Labor Day is the start of all white. No, no, no. You want to know when I wear white? Hmm. Whenever I damn well. <laughs> That's what the thug would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after Labor Day, kiss my ass. I wear white. Yeah. Gotcha. Mostly, no, my, yeah. mostly sneakers. Mostly sneakers. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. he's a white sneaker wearer. Yeah, yeah. I wear white all year round. I do not wear yeah. white shoes all year round. But... I do. Okay. If it's the I mean, obviously in February when it's snowing, I don't. But if once the weather gets nicer, but this is not about me. Uh, well, out of curiosity, why don't you wear white when it snows? Because he doesn't want to blend in the terrain. No, that's when you want to wear white. <laughs> no, I don't want to get them messed up. Yeah, the snow is dirty. It's yeah, snow is dirty, man. Right. When you wear white. Sure, sure. Yeah. But anything you wear is going to get dirty at that point. Well, that's why you wear boots. You know, like oh, brown, right. black boots. Things that can take tromping through mud and snow right. and all that. That isn't a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Ooh, okay. I was, I was, I'm being I fake deep. I want to hear the deep dive. Yeah, I was I was sold. Talk, I was into I'm it. talking about footwear. Footwear. I know. Okay. I'm being a jerk. Good, good. Martin, how are you, man? I'm good. Straight. You, oh. Did you vote? Because I know you. I did. Oh. No, I did. Oh, you did this time. What you mean I don't? Oh, you was about you to out him? Saying, like, oh, I'm no voter. Hold on. I'm the only person you know in person that's ever done an absentee ballot. Like that's how hard I vote. Like oh, I, I've like, done an absentee before. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your face. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I, I, he, the, the truth of it is, I don't a hundred percent believe in the voting system, but I exercise the right. What are we talking about today? Uh it's it's all shit that we've been watching since last time y'all heard us. So this and is our next episode of the Q. The Q, uh, trademarked by uh, our own <laughs> Martin. Yeah. Scorsese. I like to call it the the mailman. Martin the mailman Scorsese. What'd you say? I said I like to call it the Quay. The, the Quay. The Quay. <laughs> yeah. You also called Chipotle Chipotle. Yeah. Which is interesting because the word that I thought was pronounced Quay is actually pronounced key. Q U A Y. Oh wow. I thought that was Quay. It's key. Because my my Google oh. like GPS was the other day pronouncing it that way. And I was like, oh, that's how you say that word. Okay. Oh. Did you know that? I, I'm sure you see no streets clue. with that. I always yeah, thought it was Clay. I didn't. I had no clue. That's weird. Um, but yeah, what was the last episode we did was Ozark, right? I yep. think. Yeah. 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 I miss Ozark. Well, you, you just look back on your little iTunes no, or wherever you're looking back. No, last episode we did was um. Wasn't it? It was Ozark. No, 
No, it was oh no, it was insecure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I wasn't here. It was insecure. Yeah, you weren't here for that. For all of us, then yeah, Ozark was the last one. Yeah. Um. So you know, obviously, there's a lot of shit that's happened since then. Um. Who who wants to jump in, man? Who wants? First of all, fuck it, I'll jump in. Making a murderer. No. Making a murderer too. Um. And I finished it yesterday or the day before. Okay. And Martin, you said you haven't even touched it, right? Nah, I still. I never got past like. Episode three of the first Making a Murder. Oh wow! Oh, so he didn't watch Making a Murder. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Rash. Wow. That's that's. Nah, wild. I was mad. I was like, I can't watch this no more. Duh, I'm gonna let you know, yo. Season worse. two gets crazy. You get even more mad. You get even more mad, man. Where do you guys stand? Do y'all feel like Stephen Avery did this? No, I don't. I, I, I at the end of the first season, I had doubts, but the things that the the second lawyer introduced. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me was, um, this wasn't the thing that made me the most mad, though. We'll get into that. But mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me was when she pointed out that there was no cross-mixing of DNA with his. Yes. So there was no blood from him that was mixed with Teresa's and right. vice versa. And the skin cells that they took off of, they were saying sweat DNA, which is not a fucking thing. That's weird. And um, mm-hmm. they suggested that it was sweat when in, I would, what they've been led to believe is that it was actually saliva that they planted and um there was no mixing the hood latch is where they found it but there was no mixing of dna with anybody else's which doesn't so she had this car for what seven eight years and nobody else's dna was on it it except for his not even hers not a mechanic right not a random right just his that doesn't make any sense she was like yo this shit was sterilized yeah and then and then it was the amount of dna that was on the latch he would have had to like lick it, basically. She was like, No, he'd he would... have to lick it for 20 minutes straight. Yeah, it was like, Yo, the amount of DNA. That's what blew me. And the key, was too. Yeah. Was all her little tests. She was like, Yo, the amount of DNA that they say they found was excessive. Right. Like, you would have had to dip that shit in a bucket of blood right. in order to get that amount of DNA. Yeah. And the key, too. Yeah. They were saying that about the key, that the key had so much of his DNA on it. That uh-huh. was like, if you hold a key in your hand and walk around with it for 20 minutes, you will not have this much DNA on Fucking it. Fucking crazy. It, it is. It, there were so many. I, I'm with you. The first season made me go, Okay, well, maybe. Maybe this is biased, right? You know, but then the second season, I was like, "Man, there's a there's way too many things that make you scratch your head." Yeah. And then for me, the the nail in the coffin when they were like, "There's this mysterious waxy substance on the uh, bullet," yeah, or whatever, right? And then there was like, there was a record of her chapstick missing, and it's like, Re- and then the wood and all that. Like Ridiculous, I was like, Yo, "Y'all, y'all are wild." I Wait, found myself. Oh, he's out, right? Like, no, Steve, no, oh, no. The kid's no. not out either? No. No, Brendan Dasty's conviction got overturned, and then they overturned the overturning. And the way they did that shit... Crazy. So they had a panel of three judges, two women and a white guy, like a man. And the two women were leaning towards... Because in the end, they both voted to... to yeah, to get to them vacate. out. Yeah. And because it was three of them, like they just were like seeing how it was going. They were like, no, no, we need a bigger panel. So they introduced more conservative people to get the vote that they wanted. Right. Bruh. You know, that is crazy. The manipulation of like the justice system in this entire case is is gone past places that I I could even imagine it would go. Like like the I'm I'm looking at it like whatever force is trying to keep this dude in here it's or heavy. is crazy. Oh my god! Like they they've got some kind of evidence on somebody, man, because this shit is going on way beyond the point that it's supposed to like it's like appeal after appeal after appeal it's it's like motions in here that i don't even un- like i didn't even know existed and i'm i'm not saying i'm a lawyer yeah. you know what i'm saying but they 
like I didn't know that once your your sentence, like once your conviction was vacated, yeah. that they could overturn that. They can overturn. Well, I had, that. And I'm wondering if that's I was like, yo, y'all can overturn everything. everything. Everything could be motion. It's like I don't agree with you. Motion. Uh, but I, but I didn't. I didn't that. know that the state could do that. I didn't yeah. know that once. Once like once the Supreme Court, Court, yeah, overturns it. Like I didn't know that the state could then go back and be like, no, no. Yeah. We were right. Put it, we were yeah. right. Like that is nuts to me, and that makes me concerned for Adnan Sayed from Serial because he's in that same situation oh. where like they overturned it in Baltimore, which I think like in his case it would be pretty hard to like put it back. But like clearly, and it's and like people with good sense look at Brendan Dassey and go, "That kid is slow, that kid and you is co- slow, he's bro. slow. You coerced this. This wasn't right." Yeah, I don't. I, the not first only is he season, slow, his freaking mom is slow too. The it's first kind of like these people don't understand. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. This season, I felt I found myself feeling bad for his mom. I felt I felt extremely bad for her. She's in a really shitty She's situation. She's in a bad situation. It's one of these three motherfuckers in her life, if not two of them, is responsible for this shit. Well, you homies. Homie's internet search. Bobby Whoa. killed her. Bobby yeah, killed her. Suspect. That, Bobby that killed internet. her. Yeah. Oh sure. my god. No, There's not even a doubt in my mind. What? She kind of set up the the alternative theory. What? I, maybe I need to rewatch it. But what was the alternative theory that Bobby was it a rape gone wrong? No, there's to... nothing to suggest that she was raped yeah. other than other than Brendan said. Well, her body's gone, so we won't know that. There, there's no evidence yeah. to suggest yeah, yeah, that she was raped. Yeah. Well, what was the case? Because it said she did the reenactment and he he drove after chased her. Chased her down. Yeah. Chased her down. But then it's what? He just chased her down and murdered her? No, chased like, her down. And like she, I guess she must have thought it was like one of those like yeah. those freelance videos, yeah, yeah. you know. But then what happened? After yeah. That? And then. We don't know. We don't know. We just, Obviously, we just she's know. gone. They were. They were. They were trying to and create doubt, which you the, the justice system is supposed to be set up in favor of the accused, not in favor of the state, and it does not work that way. Right. Obviously, yeah, obviously. Um, the like you know, juries favor the state because I guess they're the quote unquote good guys when that's not really the case. They're just two. They're just two opposing sides of an argument. Yeah. Um, and you're really just watching a debate. That's all that's happening. Yeah, man, that's what's his hard drive. That wasn't a good look. No, like that, who? No, normal people crazy. don't look up man. shit like that. But this 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 documentary has. Started Started to remind me of um, the West Memphis Three documentary um, series because it was three parts of it, but mm-hmm. um, Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. Where, I never saw so it. I just I kind of it the way that she introduced the whole Bobby theory is a lot more um, concrete than the way that they did it, but they kept trying to like point towards other people yeah. that like just be like, oh look at them, they're crazy. Oh look at them, they did this. So it's possible that's a straw man, but at the same time, like. She didn't plant that stuff on his computer. Yeah, period. So, so Martin, just to break it down for you, t- two things to go back. One, the Supreme Court made a ruling on, you know, basically letting Brandon Dassey out the the slow, the you know, the slow kid yeah. in the state. The nephew, yeah. The, yeah, the nephew in the state said, nope, fuck that, he's staying in. And there was no repercussion to that. I didn't they, know they could overturn the. They Supreme overturned. Court. They overturned an appeal. Yeah. They kid the Supreme Court. No, the Supreme Court, Court, Court wouldn't it. hear it. Yeah, they kicked yeah. it back down, and then yeah. like the appellate court um, vacated it, which doesn't mean that this is the crazy part. That doesn't mean that he gets to go well home. Yeah. It just means that he's entitled to a new trial. Yeah, and they wanted and to they get knew him out if on they bond. Didn't, yeah, and they knew that if the conf- he was like they they told the kid he was going home, like That's it's crazy. heartbreaking. But twice, twice, yeah. But the thing is, this like. They know that they don't have any physical evidence to mm-hmm. tie him to this, and they know that if he gets out, then that then calls into question Stephen's situation. Yeah. So yeah, that's and that's another huge thing that he's being convicted off of a confession that was coerced. 
no physical evidence whatsoever. Basically, like his attest, you know, his account of what quote unquote happened, which he has said that you know he, he lied. You know what I mean? But anyway, his DNA is like nowhere, nowhere, near. nowhere no on nothing. Where? I think he just got. I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think their plan was to get Steven the whole time, but then somehow Brendan got in it, and they was like. Eh. No, they 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 questioned all of his nephews. Yeah, and Brendan was the one that they could they could get to say some yeah, weird shit. But I guess he was he's slow. Yeah, slow. They were just like, yeah, I mean, age. might as well. I think it was a well. I mean, if he willing to say something. And my thing is, I like, think it, it was that. Isn't it a Miranda it. thing? Like, you can't just question sixteen year olds without their. The, his, mom, honestly, his mom consented, it, it, but she wasn't in the room. It also oh. points out, like you know, I've learned this with my limited law enforcement interaction. A lot of people don't understand that there are some situations. That you, if you're being questioned, you are legally allowed to get up and walk out the room. Right. But you, they, they use tactics to make to you, make you feel like you can't feel like you can't. Yeah. But you can literally be like, "Am I being detained? Right. No, thank you." Well, Pick that's why you got to lawyer up. Exactly. Yeah. And not everyone's smart enough to do that. To I don't understand it. why everyone doesn't lawyer up. Like, yeah. why are you talking to them? Yeah, that's crazy. They're not on your side at all, dog. I just think so. Who? Okay. Who is the who did it then? Was it the police? Or? So, so, so who did what? So here's who what killed who her. killed the girl. No, the police didn't kill her. So this uh, is what I struggle with, right? Like the the end of season one, that was my whole thing, and this is why I'm the you know shout, hand clap for the for the new lawyer mm-hmm. because she kind of basically covered up a hole that I had a problem with. I was like, yo, I don't think the county killed this Mm-mm. girl, right? But I'm like, what the fuck happened? Basically, she introduced a theory that. His, his other nephew Brendan's did it. brother. Yeah. His older brother. It was older brother, right? Bobby. I don't know he, if he's older or younger, but it's his I, I brother. I think older. No, he's older. Bobby. That So that the kid's nephew, the kid's nephew's brother, basically they found a hard drive that had like extensive fucking like death porn. Women's dead bodies. Women dead bodies, decapitated head, fucking like all types of keywords that you wouldn't even be comfortable speaking out loud found that all on his hard drive. So basically the theory that she introduced was that like, um, cause he was an eyewitness uh, saying that like Teresa's car, she saw, she saw it, Teresa's car, like in, it never in, left in Steven's driveway. driveway. Yeah. That he saw Teresa's uh, car in Steve's driveway and like it never left or some shit. It, it, it was something that he said, and that he kind of came back. He, and, can, he and, was the one that was able to confirm that there was contact between Steve. There and you Teresa. go. But Stephen, when he gave his account of what happened, he 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 said, and I don't think that he was even trying to say that Bobby did it. Yeah. Because if you notice, he never says Bobby did no. it. He's just kind of like, well, what the fuck? I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what happened. I don't know what happened. Did he do it? I'm not saying he did it. I don't know. This is what I do know. Yeah. Is that because he said that um, after he talked to Teresa, he went in the house and came back and, and went she, to go talk to Bobby, and Bobby, Bobby was, was gone. gone. Yeah. Like she left, yeah. he went in the house, and then went to talk to Bobby. Bobby was gone. So basically, what she recreated was that this girl Teresa leaves. Uh, Bobby, who we know saw, looked out the window and saw that she was there. And and Stephen confirms that Bobby's truck was there. And Stephen confirms that Bobby's truck was there. In between the time that Stephen went in the house to do whatever, wash up and leave, um, and Teresa left, Bobby followed her, tracked her down, and and, and, and the rest was it's, history. So, like it's possible that yeah, that he had that he may have killed. Her. And the, the other things that sort of corroborate that were pings from a cell phone tower mm-hmm. from from you know Teresa's phone. Um, obviously, Stevens' uh, eyewitness account, and then just the fact that like they reenacted it, and time wise, it all made sense. Like 
it all made sense. And and it just Steve, all made Steven's sense. Steven's initial man. account of what happened was very, very possible. Well, yeah, it was very possible. So she introduced an entirely new theory. And and what it, and what really sucks is it just sounds like the county got like a they had their they, dog with a bone. They yeah. just they wanted they wanted to make it Steven, so they made it. Steven. They wanted to make it Steven, yeah. And, so, and they may believe that he did it, but that's not how law enforcement is supposed to work, right? And I told him, I was like, man, that lawyer chick better be careful. She's gonna end up. She too high profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she got so end, many people off. Like, she's yeah. gonna end up missing. Yeah, well, she, my my big hole though was in season one. You remember they talked about how Teresa's cell phone. Had like the the voicemails mysteriously From, deleted. Yeah, now that her whole ex boyfriend is weird too. She, they they didn't they didn't tie that really... up. I'm gonna tell you what I think that was. What I don't think that he he killed her necessarily. I don't. They haven't introduced like a possibility that he killed her, but I think that he probably did some in a, said and did some inappropriate things, and he needed to say like, well, I don't want them over here looking at me, so let me just go ahead and delete this real quick. Because uh, it was yeah, it was very convenient that it was deleted. Mm. And then who who had the phone that had like twenty missed calls from most likely law enforcement? Ooh. Was that Bobby Dassey? Ooh, no. They pulled the cell phone record and was like, yo, they had twenty missed calls from a no caller ID, and the lawyer chick was like. That's probably law enforcement. No, it's the boyfriend. The boyfriend yeah. had the missed calls. He didn't have missed calls. He had incoming calls. Incoming from calls. Yeah, yeah. Was, and it yeah. was like no caller ID usually means law enforcement of some kind. And I the, don't know about that, but but, it but can. the other I've gotten, thing it, it can. I've but, a phone call but it doesn't always when mean it that. rings. It it just there's nothing. It, it just, just says un- unknown caller. No, it just says it's like caller. And it like or unknown caller. Yeah, and you just pick up and it's whoever's on the other end. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even get a. Nothing's blank. But the so. the la- you know, we and we need to wrap this up so we can get into another another one. But the other thing that was confusing to me was there was like a day planner that somebody had access to. It's like her roommate or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a day planner that basically nobody should have had. And like either the roommate or the ex boyfriend had this. And the and the ex boyfriend was all up and through the fucking crime scene. With yeah, the cops. that shit is. Why was he there? That's just crazy, fam. Yeah. Like that. If and I normally was the, the family boy, the ex boyfriend is like the, the number suspect. one suspect. Yeah. Dog, the whole yo. I I can't imagine how Teresa's family feels. Like they probably believe that Stephen Avery killed her, and they're. I mean, that's what all the. The tape show that they believe Stephen Avery killed right. her, so it feels like a slap in the face. Same thing with like Heyman Lee's family. Like uh-huh. they're like they be- they believe that um, these people did these things. So since they believe that, if anyone's trying to overturn it, it feels like hurtful to them, right. which is understandable. That's understandable. Considering that yeah. vantage point. But I I mean you can't deny like all this. You just can't, you can't turn a blind eye to this fucking evidence. I'd want justice more than I'd want these people to be the ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, but I've never had this situation. Happen, I, uh, so I can't. It's interesting because first season, I don't like to make you know blanket statements like, "Oh, that that kid doesn't look like that he would kill someone." Because you, you don't know. Right. And, and many people are capable of heinous crimes, but mm. every time I see that interview, I'm like, "Yeah, y'all, I don't know this man. kid. Yeah. I don't know about this kid." Well, he just does. He just he has, has like an honest like, disposition yes, about him, like, like, like a child. I'm yeah. Like, like you know, like he's just very, he's just he just doesn't seem like if he's not that elaborate enough to be able to carry yeah, on this lie the that story long. Story that they say, it's like yo, y'all y'all pinned her down and, and raped her, yeah, and that's tortured crazy. her. Like okay, you know, if you had said and none of her DNA is there, none yeah, of her DNA, none of his. You know, it's like yeah. you know his or hers. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. like I don't know. I'm a little like come on, guy. Maybe. Uh, a death or help cover up. I could have. I could have been like, but yo, you you're making a very heinous plan of attack yeah. and i'm just looking like i don't see that kid putting handcuffs 
on a girl and raping her. Just because yeah. someone told him to. Yeah. I see him running away. This yeah, further period. proves my my unlove of the justice system. It's based on people going up and saying, I promise. Mm. I promise to tell the truth. To tell the truth. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, really think about that. Yeah, that the justice system is based on you going up to on a little stand Putting your hand and on a book, not putting your hand on a book that you may not believe in, and going, I promise. Well, that's why it's supposed to be based on evidence. I know. You know what I mean? Because obviously, eyewitness account is is They've very flimsy. Yes, they have proven that. Yeah. That people misremember things. But the problem is, is that even with the evidence, every the way everything yeah. is being handled is just fucking childish. There's a bunch of like seventh grade dropouts handling this this entire situation. That's how it feels. And and no disrespect to seventh grade dropouts because. They probably have more integrity or will to get things right than these fucking idiots do. You, do. you think it's gonna be season three? Um, I'd be interested in seeing if it was. I mean, you know, I don't think that it's gonna go any further. I don't think that I don't think that they're gonna entertain any more motions from his new lawyer. I think that it's just unless somehow there's a hail mary of evidence that like falls out of the sky and nobody yeah. destroys it, like it's over for him. Yeah. I wonder. Jail. She strikes me as the person though that might keep going just she's relentless but the way that they've been shutting her down like she she can't do yeah she can't do anything but you know but i'll say this i i thought season two was a futile point Mm -hmm. until i watched it and then i realized i like season two better than you know hate to put it in entertainment terms because this is real life but season two was way more like informative than season one season one like laid the base coat and season two just really fucking laid it on man and and so so I so I would be interested in a season three to see how much more developed. You know what I'm saying? How like how 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 much further the theories are carved out? So I wonder about the the Therese the family. No, I'm not the family of Brendan Dassey, the mm-hmm. mom. Like because I don't know if they have to sign up or give permission to be in this documentary. But like, <laughs> did they see coming that you're? By the end of the documentary, you were going to think your other son and your stepdad are... are that's fucking crazy. That's, I, no, they don't see that. And that's yeah. exactly what happened in Paradise Lost. I'm telling you, it's like textbook, the same thing. That's mm-hmm. wild. And that went on for, that went on for three, three installments. And then eventually they got out on Alpha. I'm about to say, could you imagine signing up for a documentary and by the end you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait a minute. But the, but the, guy a minute. They, the, first, the first guy that they did it to, because they turned yeah. it around to someone else who probably actually did commit the murders... But the first guy that they did it to, he just he would get drunk and act like mm-hmm. a weird, crazy white guy, mm-hmm. and they were he was just letting them film him. But by the third one, he just was like, "No, this other guy did it." Mm-hmm. He and he got back on board, but also not a he was a non college guy. Well, <laughs> so right. to close out, I guess, Martin, if you like a good lawyer who done it kind of evidence thing, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'm surprised you really didn't good. keep going, honestly, because like it, it's pretty good. It's really it's good, really, really good. Wow. Makes you think, gives you some good like real thinking. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, so that's that. Next, what what else? What else have well, we watched? Watch? Hold the dark, but you don't want. Do you want to? You want to hold that one? Hold the dark. Hold I, hold the dark. I, yeah, I I do, man, because I really liked Hold the Dark, and I think it deserves like a real conversation, just because I've had some real polarizing conversations. Either people fucking hate it and don't get it, or they love it. And it's like, it's it's one of the I, like I think the last movie to me that was this polarizing was that movie Mother. That uh, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, mother was just really not as creative as people wanted it to be. I hold the dark to me is like comparing it to, to mother like is insulting to hold the dark. It, it, no, it really, <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. See, I like mother, but I, no, I mother, get what you're saying. Mother was not like the content wasn't as polarizing, but in terms of like yeah, allegory. fuck this shit or like hate this shit. 
didn't hate it. That shit had some. That shootout scene was every that fucking thing. That shootout scene was top <laughs> but five. I didn't hate him, it. Man. I just didn't think it was gr- like good. Like it was interesting enough, and it like that there was no real payoff in the end for me. So I was just like, mm. oh, okay. It, it goes in a category for me of like some movies when they get artsy, they, yeah. they, there's a line, and once you cross that line, it's like all your normal opinions and your 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 thinking it goes out the window right. like everything is it's it's not meant for you to think about it the way you thought you were going to think about it so and right. then i i put it too in the same category as um what's uh guy who directed driven uh, oh drive, drive. Uh, yeah. i'm sorry uh, directed uh, drive. nicholas nicholas uh, uh, he did the Riff, other yeah. joint after that the model um, yeah, he did a few neon demon Be- neon demon yeah, neon it's like demon. once after a couple minutes i was like Okay, we're in a different we're in a different. That's territory. an art film. Well, it's an art yeah. film. But I I put whole about dark vampires a, that you don't realize that that's what's happening until like two thirds of the way see, of the movie. I, I, didn't, I didn't look at it as vampires. I looked at it as like the personification of like this is like a um this is like a like a vulturous industry. No, it was a metaphor. Know? It was it was allegory. It yeah. was totally allegory, right? You're right. That but and what happens like you know with models it's, but but it right. was definitely like i'm saying the narrative versus the the symbolism are two different things the narrative right. is that it's about vampires but once to me you go into these categories once you cross that line you can you can say vampires i could say it's about the the white rhino crisis in africa you know what i mean like <laughs> once you cross a line it's it's truly up it's to up you the only person who knows is the person who wrote or directed it right. that can tell you what this cuz when you asked me about mother do you remember that mm-hmm. i didn't know it was religious based mm-hmm. i thought it was about something totally different and then you were like actually fam it's a religious based movie the director has said so i was like oh mm-hmm. so i totally missed that like, right, right. So it's right. really whatever the fuck you want to think about. Right. Like, and it goes back to like, I mean, uh, Mother wasn't even good though. Uh, I, I, I to liked me, it. to me, good allegory. The narrative has to be something you can follow as well as a symbolism. So good allegory, like mm-hmm. the, as long as you can follow the narrative, it's good. Mm-hmm. So I, that you know, bad times at the El, El Royale. That was allegory, and there was representations of different people and biblical mm. indications in that one too. But if you did not key into that, the narrative still made sense. I'm not even talking about the narrative being a good story. Right? Does it make sense? It make sense. Are you watching this going, "What the fuck is happening"? Yeah. No, you know what's happening. There's a plot. There's plot points. There's actions. You could follow the dialogue. You know what's happening. Like when I watched Mother, I was just like. This is an art film. This is not even allegory, like, and it's not even that fucking creative. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, once you I, get I just into, was like, what am I even looking at? Like, right. what is this? Once you get into art form category, like, it, it, the rules go out the window. Yeah. There's so many movies. That, I mean, uh, Kubrick was known for, I mean, look, Eyes Wide Shut, um, Clockwork Orange, all But the very narrative art. in those movies, like, when you're but, watching it, it's but, still a story you can follow. Yeah. Whether or not it's good is something met, you can interpret. But there's, I've met plenty orange, of people. I don't know. I've met, exactly. Like, once you enter art art category, what we think, what he thinks, what he, it's all out the window. When like, you're watching you know, a Clockwork Orange, you can't, from minute to minute, say, like, this is what's happening? I, I can. I mean, but I could do that in Mother as well. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I could do it, but it was it was... I'm trying to think of the right word of like why Clockwork Orange to me it just didn't. It, it I'm was, not saying that that makes it good. I'm just okay. saying that 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 I you can you can follow. You, you can fo- you can't. I don't feel like I feel like you can't call it allegory if you cannot follow the narrative. 
I think that's fair. Uh, I, think, I think that's I think that's fair. To you say. can just call it symbolism, but it's not allegory if you can't follow the narrative. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the narrative in a Clockwork Orange is a good narrative or a better narrative. I'm saying that it is one that you can follow. Right. It is a story that the 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 narrative has to make sense without the symbolism. And I if the you. narrative doesn't make sense without the symbolism, it's not allegory. Right. I'm, right. I'm kind of Neon Demon. I, I really couldn't. I, I really don't remember what I watched. I know what really? you're talking about in terms of the but symbolism, the uh-huh. but the narrative, I was like, I don't really know what the fuck happened here. You, you oh, do, wow. though. Minute do. to minute, yeah. I do know what's happening. Like, whether or not it's it's realistic or whether or not it's 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 good, that's not even what I'm but talking I, about. I, when I watch Neon Demon, I can say, this girl was a model and she had a tiger randomly in the fucking room and then she <laughs> went and the girls ate her. Like, I know what happened. Yeah. When well, I'm watching Mother, yeah. I'm like, she was, she was what the, the young, fuck? Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> no, but I, I get I When get you describe mother. it, I get it. Right. But when I'm watching, I'm like, you weren't into I'm it. I'm like, yeah, like my brain is a little all over the place. I'm like, I don't understand. What do we, I, I get what I'm, I get it, but the narrative, I don't. So you stop watching The Walking Dead. Ah, no, it's totally changed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for all our viewers out there, I talk hella shit about The Walking Dead. It's sucked for pretty much its entire run. I've stopped. I've completely quit. I don't, I might catch it when it gets on Netflix when they do the whole season. I might, I might do it, but for the most part, don't give a shit anymore. Mm. I think the show is completely not worth my time. Mm. So in like five years, you're not going to be looking forward to a Walking Dead reboot. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I never thought it was really that good. It was just something to watch. Uh, I do like zombie stuff. That zombie stuff's fun. Uh, I just got tired of it. I, I just this show has just gone on and actually on. And on. I love the I like the first season because I read the comics. So just seeing that adapt, it was like really cool. Mm-hmm. And I like Frank Darabont. Mm-hmm. And I really like the first episode. It's probably one of my favorite pilots. And I just kept watching up through like maybe season six or five or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I heard Rick's gone now. Like he's gonna do movies or whatnot. I'm surprised because he held on for a while. Was he like the main character? Yeah, he's the main. He He was was like first episode, first frame. Like he was, he's been the the show. Like, I mean, he's done other movies, um, but obviously his popularity has grown because of the show. I'm surprised he hasn't done more, to be honest, but I don't know the production schedule of the show because most of the people on the show don't do other things. Yeah, Um, I mean, uh, um, Denai, she just did uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and Steven Yoon's doing stuff now, but that's he's because he's, off he's the gone. Show. He's yeah, off yeah. the show, yeah. So mo- mo- I, th- I guess it's like a very intense schedule because it's like 16 episodes or something like that every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And that's I know he, he has said before, like, he lives in London, so he, being away from his family that long, he didn't really want to keep doing that every year. Yeah, it makes so, sense. So now I think he's just going to do Walking Dead movies that they're going to put out on AMC. Oh, that's so that's where it's going now? Yeah, truly, well, the show is still going, Um with Norman Reedus from the Boondock Saints, uh-huh. that guy, um, he's going to be like the main character. Gotcha. But they're going to do like three Walking Dead movies with just um, with just Rick or whatever. Gotcha. The show just got ridiculous to me. So, and, but ironically, what, three seasons goes the number one show on television. Yeah. And it was, there was one either season premiere or season finale that was really close to pulling in like sports numbers, yeah, I was say like it was, like, it was yeah, kind of ridiculous numbers. how many people were watching the show. Just to give you perspective, season one premiered when we were living in New York. I was about to say that yeah, that started when we were in the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So like that's a while ago. Yeah, that was a minute. That was a minute. <laughs> and they're they're just keep on trucking. Hey. I get it. It's a cash cow. Yeah. You know yeah. why? Why would you destroy that? It's right. literally their only cash cow now. I yeah. Think. 
Yeah. But AMC. Well, well, oh yeah. Well, speaking of AMC, I didn't get to mention it before we started, but I want to. Um, Saul. Better call Saul. Came. I I finished that. Yeah. So you never watched it. So no, I do. So I when I finally had time to like sit down and binge it, mm-hmm. AMC on the app what'll happen is there's like a time expiration yeah, on the yeah, actual yeah. episodes well if you would like the episodes i have i would like the I episodes have, I, I i would like the episodes, I would like the episodes. <laughs> yeah, so don't say anymore i would like the episodes yeah because <laughs> yeah, I, I want you know i'm following saul man is it is did you watch it no i still have i've watched some of it i think i watched the first season i might have watched the there, second season too okay. Okay, well, you're then you you're not caught. Yeah, up. you're yeah. like way behind. Uh, it's if for viewers that do listen, watch it or want or thinking about it. I mean, if it's it's a niche show. It, it obviously relies on you being a fan of Breaking Bad. Yes. Um, you have to be such a fan that you're willing to endure the first two seasons, which are not slow. But if you if you aren't like a fan, like we are, like real diehard fans, yeah. I, I see why a lot of people checked out. Well, yeah, it doesn't really Because the first really two connect. seasons are not a really Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad-esque. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, there's some characters, obviously, but... It's really it, just... Um, it not starts... Hank. Um, Mike. Uh, Mike. It's yeah. just Mike. It's just Mike. And, and, like, he's not even doing a lot of what he was doing right. in Breaking Bad. So I get why people checked out, but you just got to hold on. The overlap and, is real now? In season yeah, it's four. very real. This is season four, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's very real. It is very. Some of it's fan service, uh-huh. which I'm, I'm not mad at. There's a little bit of it that's like, oh, okay. Right. Like, it's like watching a prequel. You know, sometimes there's some moments that, you know, they're contrived. It, yeah, oh, it's yeah. a little contrived, and and it's but like, you know I'll, why? I'll name you. Uh, what's your name? Or are you by yourself? Solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little like okay, and and you can sometimes only do laugh. And say, okay, well, I get what this is. Yeah. So uh, I like it. I think it's a lot better than I thought it would be. I remember we had that conversation when it. Well, we were worried. An, you well, know, when it was an idea, we, we were like, "What the what hell? the hell is this gonna be?" Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm in it every season. I I, I think Saul is very interesting to watch. I think yes. uh, his girlfriend is very yes. uh, interesting. To oh, watch. she's still around. Yeah, yeah, she's still around this season. Okay. It's it's really interesting because like, you know, we. Breaking Bad's one of its key themes, you know, the the line between good and evil. Right. This kind of what are you, you know, do characters know that they are doing wrong? Right. Or, and why are they doing wrong? Right. And 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 it, it goes down to his lawyer style, you know, and it 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 uh, she's a part of that too. Yeah. Like she's starting to do things that she's questioning. Right. And, and the things that are happening. So well, I, I think it's a good show to really look at the motive behind people and why they get involved in the things they do. So, so does it, do you see the draw any parallels between um, Better Call Saul and like Ozark and like the, th- like the themes there? Not necessarily. Cause I, I think that Ozark knows what he's doing. He know he knows it's wrong. He knows it's mm-hmm. bad. He's, he's very much aware. He's, mm-hmm. he's in it for survival at this point. And in, you don't in, feel like on the other camp? No, because way? I think Breaking Bad, I mean, obviously, I think Walter White eventually got to a point he knows. Well, he's so far gone. That, yeah. But I think that's been the beauty of Breaking Bad and now Saul is that you have characters that don't know. It, their moral compass has gotten so skewed that they, they don't know what to do anymore. And it's like, I'm so far in this mud that I, maybe I don't know how to get out, or maybe I don't even know I'm in the mud in the first place. Uh, yeah, you know? I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Whereas Ozark, that, that he knows. Disappears. Yeah. yeah, well, he yeah he knows. He knows. Um, but then you see kind of like the burden of what happens when 
you know and you still follow through and now you start stringing along you start mm-hmm. bringing other people into the problem yeah um and originally you know, in breaking bad too your you know what's that famous quote uh you know the road to hell is paved with good, good intentions, intentions. You know, good and, intentions, and, and breaking bad is starts with that right you, you had cancer you thought you were going to die and you wanted to do something good for your family you thought was going to be harmless right but i i think saul does that too with his lawyering Right. He rides this line, this ethical line, right. and it's like, well, does anybody really get hurt? Maybe. Maybe they don't. Like, he doesn't get to see the impact of his morally eth- challenging decisions. Right. So, you and, know, like how I've said before, like, we were talking about racism, like, way, 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 way back in early episodes, mm-hmm. I was like, people, like, hinge a lot of things on their intention. And I always, and I've taught my daughter this, I'm like, don't tell me what you meant to and what you didn't mean to do, because mm-hmm. the outcome is the same. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Yeah. And there's and you know, there's other things too with Saul. We I mean you watch the first couple seasons where like he knows he's good at doing the wrong thing. Like he knows how to get the results he wants. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the most ethical answer. Right. You know, but a lot of the things that he does, nobody gets killed, nobody gets hurt. It, well, it, it, not know, yet. Not yet. See, see. So, so that's what makes like the whole introductory scenes, like those black and white scenes. Mm-hmm. I really want to see what the outcome of those are because obviously yeah. that is Saul post Breaking Bad, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, like what we don't. It's just a weird thing, man. And I, to me, that's the beauty. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of the show is that like w- we've come into this character in Breaking Bad and we see that he's already knee deep working mm-hmm. for the cartel, sort of being like this connector piece in between, you know, mm-hmm. he's like a buffer piece for Gus's operation. Yeah. And then he turns out, you know, working for Walter White. But um, so he's at a point now where he knows what he's doing and who he's working for yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. Right. So like we know that he's crossed that moral line completely knowingly. Mm-hmm. What situation is he in that he feels like he's indebted? Because to me, that's the only thing is that like, you know, there's some, you know, okay, so two part. I want to see what happens to his girlfriend. Yeah. Because she's not in Breaking Bad. No. So to me, you know, from a writing perspective, there's, there's, she's the opportunity to create the moral lesson that like, mm-hmm. yo, what I'm doing really is fucked up, hinged on whatever her fate is. Yeah. So we see him and now his morality is completely fucked up. So now it leads me to believe that there's some sort of, coercion that is keeping him or there's something that's being held over his head that's keeping him loyal to working for the cartel yeah you see what i'm saying well it's interesting i mean they touch on mike too Uh and how mike gets involved in this and it's very not what you think it's not like i'm a bad guy it's a i'm not i'm not cut out for this kind of regular job yeah you know and i'm trying to make security for my fucking son my dead son's wife yeah you know, you know, that's that's really his story is that like, yo, I'm going to take care of your wife and kid because mm-hmm. you're dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty much that's just the bottom line. I mean, and to go back. I, Off I, I of just, Philadelphia cop salary yeah, yeah. or retirement. I, I or just think a lot of, you know, and I don't know much about the drug world, but when we watch Breaking Bad and almost every character really thinks that what they're doing is kind of OK. It's not a big deal or it's it's something that you show, even go back, remember one of the best episodes of Breaking Bad was when they showed Gus mm-hmm. and you saw his disposition and how he was so, he was so different than they, you know, they murked his, his friend. Right. So, and it's like, you see that people's intentions start in such a different manner. 
And then even this, they touch on, you know, his hatred of uh, Salamanca. Right. And, you know, it's still there. It's still this hatred, and maybe that's what motivates him a little bit, is this kind of, you know, what motivates you? you know? Right. And in, in in all these characters, down to Jesse, um, Hank. I mean, well, not Hank, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, Gus and everybody. Gus, yeah. Yeah. Well, Gus just wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And, and the way it went, he was... Phew, now yeah. I've got to be the ultimate entrepreneur now. Well, the other thing because he just want, he was the one that was the chicken spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you and know? also what I like about Saul is when they touched on the, the brother was so interesting to watch. That to me was really good writing. The brother, Saul. Oh brother, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and then even introducing um the, the other lawyer. The, yeah, yeah. The, that guy's uh, real, that's an interesting. I character. like him. I like this character. And it's and, and I think they sum up a lot of the characters in Breaking Bad and Saul is that you have to do these things. And, and that you're not loved for, mm-hmm. but maybe you're not wrong for them either. You have to make these really hard decisions. I think that's what life is. Yeah. I think that's what leadership is. Yeah. You got to make a bunch of fucked up decisions that like only a, a certain amount of people on a certain plateau of whatever plane you're mm-hmm. dealing on really understand. Yeah. Everybody else just feels the, the the summation of it. And I think Saul is the type that's like, yo, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to live by these decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow these things to run me, but I have to do these drastic things to get around it period so you know it, it's a really interesting show yeah. it's and the I, I think capitalism yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm sorry i cut you off no you're fine i just i think it's a really interesting show and it's a lot more interesting than people give it credit for but yeah. i think you do need to be a breaking bad fan so to, to really end. to really yeah. enjoy it yeah mm-hmm. yep i agree Any? okay um yeah so i saw nobody's full that Same is more. the that's the tyler perry one right Yes. Yeah, with Tiffany Haddish, um, Tika Sumter, Amari Hardwick. Whoopi uh, Goldberg. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg. Is, oh, the release from prison uh, one. Yeah. Yes, okay. Is, um, what's my homeboy name, man? Robert from, from the Cosby show? Don, um, Don. Whitfield? Dondre. DeAndre Whitfield. Is no, he in it too? Dondre. Dondre? Yes. I, was, I just listened to him on Amanda Seals podcast to talk about how people, black people always want to make him DeAndre. I did not oh, know that was okay. a Tyler Perry movie. Dondre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I, I've only it, seen the trailer like once or uh, once. Okay. So, I mean, I, I just didn't. Whoopi looked funny as shit in it. Uh, she was all right. She was all yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, she's probably one of the better parts of the movie, I think. Right. Oh, wow. Oh, so, oh, so let's my hear it, man. My mom said it was super funny, but, you know, it's my mom. It's, <laughs> so, it's, I guess who, she's who the demographic. enjoys Tyler Perry. Yeah, movie. she's the demographic, probably. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I don't know your mom, but, like, I'm sure, I mean, there's a demographic for this that's going to enjoy it. She's Most a baby definitely. boomer church lady, wow. yeah. black woman, pretty much. Really, she's a church lady. She like she's this? an unchurchy church lady. But oh, yeah. Unchurch- oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's not good to me, but <laughs> but um, it it's like Tyler Perry. You would you would think like after several movies he would get better at directing, especially directing. <laughs> Why comedy. would you think that? Oh, damn. <laughs> um, and you would. You, I don't know. This is probably for Tiffany. It's, it's her getting to do whatever she wants, and and that's like a bad thing. I think. <laughs> I think you gotta. Um, it's better. Martin you, said that. <laughs> I did. I didn't say yeah. it either. I'm just. I'm, I choked. It, it's. It's like okay. It's like it, you could tell. Like Tyler would set up a scene. He'll have the dialogue for other people. He'll just be like, "All right, Tiffany. I know you're funny as shit. Go do your thing." You right. wasn't there. And <laughs> that's how it feels, though. That's exactly how, like, basically every scene she's in, like, kind of feels. And and it feels like he kind of wrote her character 
kind of like Medea, but when Medea, you have she's funny because she has like several topics to talk about mm-hmm. as far as like church stuff, or she could talk about like older black people stuff. She could talk about family, mm-hmm. and with Tiffany, it's kind of just most of her jokes are about like sex, right? So it gets kind of old, and sometimes they take the joke like way too far, mm-hmm. way too long, and. So that's the thing that I've noticed about Tyler, and I'm I don't know if I'm gonna put that on Tiffany because here's the thing like he is a horrible editor. He doesn't know where to cut things. Yeah. He doesn't he does he let scenes go on too long. Mm-hmm. Like damn the 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 timing all the t- like a lot of time. Well, you're damning like you ain't seen some of his bullshit. Before. No, 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 I'm just yeah. saying I never heard anybody say that. That's I, interesting. No, he no he. I'm watching it as a consumer, and I feel that way. Y'all yeah. make films, so I can't. I can't imagine that you don't I, watch I, it and I, think oh, the same nah. thing. There's, I, there's I sometimes the, his edits. It, it'll it'll be like the dialogue ends right now, and it'll like cut. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or it'll be way too much yeah. of a transition. Like, uh, uh, mm. I mean, yeah, it's like I was feeling it for like the first ten minutes, and then there, there's a scene, and I was I actually laughed because I didn't expect to see this person in this like cameo or whatever mm-hmm. and then they take the joke and the joke goes on for like another five minutes and it's like f- stop being funny after like the first two minutes Ooh. so there, there's a lot of stuff like that in there right. which think. makes me think that this shit probably went on for 20 minutes in real life and he just didn't realize <laughs> yeah. in editing yeah. that it only needed to be like a minute and uh, a half 30 seconds you know he reminds me of Treasy huh. uh, you know in our travels uh-huh. through multiple states we've met people who are making films, I'm doing air quotes, uh-huh. and we look at them like, yeah, 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 I mean, good for you. but That's cute. But that's cute, <laughs> but the movie kind of sucks. Okay. Um, I think he's one of those who got, got popular, and, got, and who got popular and really rich. So mm-hmm. That's how thing. I look at him as, as a Tyler Perry. Yeah. Like, so you have to appreciate the medium of art for what it is and understand that that medium doesn't always transfer to another. So for him doing Chitlin Circuit plays, I've been to a right. Tyler Perry play. They are great. They're good. They're if, you're fire, a per- yeah. Yeah, if you're a person who likes Chitlin Circuit pre- plays, when you went to a Tyler Perry one, that was like the creme de la creme because yeah. I've been to some that have been terrible. Right. But his are like, you're laughing the entire time. The music's good. It is what it is. Sometimes is like we're singing this random song for no reason but I'm grooving this shit's entertaining that works for Chitlin Circuit plays does not transfer to a film the same way I don't if I want to if I want to like consume that type of entertainment then I go to the medium for that it doesn't work in this medium and he tries to kind of do the same things on film that he was doing on stage and that is what drives me crazy I think he also doesn't have anybody checking him I mean he is in a group, it, for all it looks like he makes the movies he wants to make, which I do have respect for the guy. Yeah. You know, you know. So, but when you get to that category, no one, no one's checking you. Yeah, you know, your movies make money, people laugh. I, I'm not going to shit on him as a person because yeah. I have a lot the of respect utmost. for yeah, yeah. Tyler Perry because of what he has been able to build on his own yes. as an entrepreneur. How many people, lots of black people yes. have yeah, opportunities yeah. and are working in film and whole like economy around this studio that he's yes. cre- created in Atlanta. I have so much admiration for him because of that. What I would like to see him do more of is to have that platform be a stepping stone for other people for, uh, to yeah. produce their art. Now, that doesn't mean he's not doing it. I just don't see like outside of Lee Daniels, like obvious situations where that has happened. Yeah, I agree. But but like as far I'm not gonna sit here and then pretend like he's more talented than he is no, either. He's, not. he's amazing at what he's accomplished. He's amazing in terms of what he has done to like um, you know, allow other people to stand on his shoulders. He's great, but like yeah. 
I can say that and then say, but his yeah. movies ain't good. Yeah. Well, every every good player doesn't make a good coach. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think it's just one of those situations where I would personally like to see him executive produce more mm-hmm. and and open up the door for more directors that respect the art form. Not saying he doesn't, but that really, you know, are can really tell the story. Um, you know, with the right continuity, with the right just with the right emphasis on like what he's that relates to people like us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? To where we can watch it and feel entertained, feel fulfilled and, you know, get some sort of messaging out of it as opposed to just constantly playing to people my, my mom's and age and my grandma's a, age. I had said several years ago that, you know, I remember when he first got really moving and I was like, this is one of the most powerful, rich, you know, influential black filmmakers and you're making this movie about this woman who dresses, you know, he's a guy who dresses up as a yeah. woman. But Medea on stage I mean, was yeah. fucking hilarious. Well, you know, I get it. I, and I yeah. get its role. I get, I understand it. But yeah. I, it was one of the few times I think I remember uh, Spike criticized him. And I was, oh, yeah, I like agreed with Spike. I was like, man, you have so much power and you can do so much more for yeah. the black cinema. You know, you can really open doors. But he has done right. so much more he for has, black yeah. cinema. Okay. He's been able to I create something homework. Spike couldn't create himself. Yeah. So, and I yeah, mean, which, honestly, which, when, he's, when Spike said that, Tyler was like, he's kicked my ass. Yeah. Which, I, <laughs> which in a weird way, it's like, I agreed with Spike, but then at the same time, I felt like you. I was like, man, but this guy is really, yeah. really putting and, in some and damage that's not work. Me shitting, that's not you know? me shitting on Spike yeah. for for what Spike did for black film at the time is extremely important and he's accomplished a whole lot but like Tyler Perry took that and then took it to another level so he should from a business perspective from a business perspective he should he should have that man's respect I'm sorry he should he should that doesn't mean that he has to like his art there are times when I don't like Spike's art but I definitely oh you can't say that remember you can't say that yes I can I'm sorry I I can't say that and and I've been saying it so the way you say it the way you say it no but but I've been saying it but it's like you know there are times when and don't get me wrong like Tyler Perry's I watched it again and a lot of people were like Meh. but like I actually enjoyed For Colored Girls I, I don't think that necessarily his rendition of Con- For Colored Girls is the best rendition rendition we could have ever gotten right. no but it was good it was and good. to me it was his best work he didn't write oh. it but okay. <laughs> it was his best work yeah, so yeah. I mean like I don't you think know, he's made a film better than that I, I just want us to get us get to a place in like discourse with like black cinema mm-hmm. where we could shit on Tyler Perry movies without like the caveats or like everything he's done for like black <laughs> I know what you're saying <laughs> I just cause it, it's kind of disrespectful in a sense it's like I'm not when I'm discussing other people's films I'm not gonna talk about everything they've done for like everybody else it's like I'm just looking at the film like I'm, I love Tyler Perry for what he's done and I, I know I'm giving a caveat or whatever <laughs> right. but if it's a bad movie I'd rather just like say it's a bad movie for him. I get what you're saying I I, I agree I'm sorry Martin yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you're saying but I also know why the caveat for me why it exists it's you know every conversation though about a Tyler Perry movie Be, because that's yeah. the like, argument that people make and I and like the thing is like I can have both of those thoughts in my mind obviously it sounds like you do too mm. and Treasy does too, yeah, for sure. Because people are like acting like you're not supposed to say, "Oh, his art is bad because yeah. he's because he's made a lot of money." But that doesn't make his art good. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I mean, I think it's I, well. So for me, I'll draw the line in the sand. I fucking hate his movies. Period. You know what I'm saying? But you respect him. I respect him, and I think that's okay. Because I mean, the, you know, I I think that caveat is okay. Like because I I do lend that sort of credence to you know I've, I've seen some shitty Martin Scorsese films. You know, I didn't I didn't like Shutter Island. I didn't like uh, bringing out the dead. I hate Nicolas Cage. 
Did you watch, <laughs> Hugh, did you watch Hugo? How'd you feel about Hugo? I never saw Hugo. Oh, okay. So like, so you know, but I give him the benefit of the doubt because of Goodfellas and Casino. So it's like I would extend the same caveat to to Martin Scorsese. Like this film was shitty, man. But I'm not going to solely wrap that into his legacy because he's given us so much other greatness. So I, I, I mean, I give Tyler Perry the benefit of the doubt because I mean, I think when it came out, why did I get married? I actually kind of like that. Movie. I enjoyed that it. movie. It's is entertaining, terrible, and the second one is even fucking worse. Really? It's entertaining. Yeah. I, I I just didn't like the whole ending with the second one. To me, that was oh, the only thing Malik that was out of control. Gets oh, yeah. hit by the car. Yeah, and, and then the like, rock pops up just, in the next I just, oh, scene. The Janet Jackson's a terrible actress. So <laughs> thank you, thank you for saying <laughs> so, that. I, and again, this is what I mean about. Editing and directing, right? That was bad. She was terrible in those movies. She was, she's still Penny. And it's just kind of like, you are over the top and I don't fucking believe you. And the whole point of acting is I'm supposed to believe you. But I totally yeah. believed her when John Singleton made her justice. Like, I believed her. Oh. I don't believe her over here. And that doesn't make her a good actress in that movie and, and a bad actress in this one. No, I think she's a bad actress. Mm. I just think it's a matter of what the director does with the with raw the, material. The raw and material. I'm bringing it back to Nobody's Fool. Malcolm Lee is a is a very good director and with the same Malcolm raw Lee did this? No, he did no, Girls he Trip. He no, he did, he did <laughs> Girls <laughs> Trip and he did uh, Night School. Malcolm Lee did Girls Trip? You yeah. sure about that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he did, I know Will he did Packer night school. produced it. Yeah, he, Will Packer. Yeah, but, yeah. He, but he directed well, I think, it. Wait, didn't Kenya Barris do something with it, though? He wrote it. Oh, okay. Kenya Barris wrote Girls right. Trip. I didn't yeah. realize Malcolm directed Lee it. directed it. Okay, interesting. Uh, but it felt yep, it like Malcolm me. Malcolm Lee directed yeah. Girls Trip. Yeah, but, but Malcolm Lee took Tiffany Haddish and made her palatable in a way where we got the best of her. Whereas. Yeah, but me personally, but I saw she it coming. had like. Twenty five percent of the screen time, though. That's fair, Listen, but you yeah. you have to you have. I mean, you but give that her means, fifty or sixty like this movie. It's no, it's a I, I'm, I'm going to give that because what I'm telling you is Janet Jackson over here in 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 eighty percent of the screen time can look like this, and like when you give her fifty percent of the screen time, she looks stupid. Like it's what you do with the raw right. material. I'm I'm very concerned about Tiffany Haddish, man. And I'll tell you, I want I, her if, to win. If I was her manager or her agent, I would be in a very hard situation because I don't see too much, and I don't, you know, I don't know her skill set and her range. I don't see much diversity in her as a, as a character, as an actress. And I see what she's doing now getting very oversaturated, like to where in the next two years we're going to be completely sick of her. Well, we haven't I'll, got I'll say, Kevin Hart I'll yet. Say about, I was going to literally just say that. I was like, Kevin Hart out here well, killing it. <laughs> I'll say this. This is the first time she's had a, to me personally, a bad performance in a bad movie. I think Keanu is a decent performance in a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I think Girls Trip is a great performance in a good movie. I think Night School is a decent performance in a bad movie. This is the first time it's like bad, bad to bad, me. Bad, bad. Okay. All right. So, the, so Okay. So you're saying that so that's I don't like think a, her career is that like really going to take that well, much of it? Uh, so yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I she would has be so at many a crossroads. things on the plate that can can redeem her if she has all the if all the stars align for her again like it did for Girls Trip, she'll be fine. Right, but I guess what I'm saying is I like I would I'm finding it hard, and I'm not a professional manager or agent, so this is just me being stupid. I I don't know what kind of role she needs to take next. You understand what I'm saying? 
like does she, she need to put her like in a she has so much yeah, shit on she has a lot of out. stuff but that's what I'm saying yeah. but what is, is there anything that's distinguishably different than what we've seen already well, I don't know we gotta get there so like I'm almost on some like let's redo another 48 hours and put like I'm almost like we need to put her in like kind of in an action comedy situation if Queen Latifah can come back from bringing down the house she'll be fine but Queen Latifah is a great actress. She is, but I mean, I don't think that we've seen all that Tiffany had had necessarily has to offer. I think that there was a point in Queen Latifah's career which she had been pigeonholed into certain types of roles, and then you got the Secret Life of Bees. Like, just, at, how, at what point was she pigeonholed? She wasn't like the homie. Well, no, let me let me she, take that back. Now, let me keep take it, that keep back. Mind, she, she is a better actress than Tiffany. She was Haddish. producing a lot of those movies too. Now she's okay. in those commercials for that uh, community college. Huh. <laughs> Uh, I missed that. I Queen Latifah is doing radio ads for Centura oh. College, uh, maybe or like ECPI. Right. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean she came out the gate swinging, like set she, it off. She did, but what I'm saying is like give her give too. her time, give her time to have the to have the range. Let's not decide that she doesn't have it before she's had the opportunity to show uh, us. No, no, I agree. There's certain okay, there's a certain type of talent that you just kind of see. Like there's. Uh, yeah, it's, this is me being pretentious. No matter how I slice it, because do I don't give, know do you, the lady. Do you, are you giving Kevin Hart the same criticism though? Because he's a one trick pony like shit. Yeah, but I don't. And it's yeah, worked I mean, for him. For, he's had a whole career and has been super duper successful. I don't like yeah, any but, any movie he's made after like Laugh at My Pain. Really, like that's like the last Kevin Hart movie uh, I really liked. I liked. I really liked. Well, about, actually, about, about last, last night. night. I love that movie. About last night was but great. That was, but that was great. Regina but he was Hall like was a great. side character. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But to me, even though Kevin Hart is here, the caveats again, right? Like <laughs> Kevin Hart has, you know, I understand his existence now. Kevin Hart is exactly the specimen that I, I'm like, yo, I hope Tiffany Haddish does not become. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, be, like, and not saying that I don't have hope for Kevin, whatever. Like, I, he has he, that movie that's coming out lane. where he's supposed to have range in it. It might be good. Yeah, it may be good. He's got his lane. He's doing his thing. He is what he is. I don't want Tiffany Haddish from a performance perspective. What she does with her business is completely separate, right? But from a per- performance perspective, I like her more than I like Kevin Hart. As I a, do too. I like her I'm as saying? a human being so more than I, I like him. I don't want to see her fall into his trajectory of film. So you so so you don't think lightning can necessarily strike twice, and you don't want that to be like what we're banking on? No, like it's different. Like, or are you just saying I, I you want to see her? About, you don't want her to be like a one trick pony. Yes, I don't want her. Kevin Hart is a one trick pony. Okay. When when he pops up in a movie, we know exactly what his position is in this film to some degree and let's and let's be clear also my concern is because i really like her you are one. i want her to win these other people like i didn't caveat. care about adams <laughs> hmm? yeah, yeah to some degree but yeah. but it's caveat policing yeah you're a fucking <laughs> cp dog this is crazy <laughs> but, but um that that's really what it is is that i really 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 i like the symbolism of who she stands for, like what she is i, I like yes and, yes. and, and, and i want to see her and i don't want to see her get exhausted in a in a fucking studio system that really is just looking to wring the towel dry. That's what I'm trying to say. Like I want to see some real independent opportunities, but it's like when it, it, thinking of them, I don't even know what those would be. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think she has more agency over her career than any other black actress probably had. Yeah, like but, she could choose whatever she wants to do, and she's right like now. picking Tyler Perry movies, like. I'm curious right. if that opportunity came to her like right after 
she blew right after girls trip and right after girls trip and so maybe i don't know but when she did that interview with kevin hart where they were addressing cat williams on the breakfast club and she started naming all the shit she has coming up like we have we have a lot more opportunities to vet her right and and i'm gonna keep an eye on all of them So, so overall you didn't like nobody's fool nah i mean people enjoyed it though like when i there were people in the movie that enjoyed it especially because there was like this amari hardrick sex scene that a lot of people like, like people going crazy, which I'm like, so you, yeah, you can just power. watch Power. Like, <laughs> like every episode of every Power. Every episode of Power. I mean, maybe, maybe they want to see him have I'm sex with a black, black woman this time. Yeah. He doesn't do it for me. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah. So basically at the end of the movie, like, because the movie went on 30 minutes way longer than it was supposed to and even had like a cameo. It was like, yo, you're way too good for this. Why are you doing this? Oh, wow. But um, You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> True and asshole. And like the, uh, the, the credits roll, right? And I get up like, I'm out of here, yo. Because I kind of wanted to walk out. And this lady grabs my arm. She's like, yo, don't you know, like in the Tyler Perry movies, they got like bloopers. You got to stick around for it. I was like, word. I just turned my back and walked. <laughs> <They> walked. <laughs> I see that yeah. visually in my head very well. Yeah. I can see that. Oh, you know, for real? You completely I'm straight. Honestly, <laughs> I'm straight. I'm good. I'm straight. I the interesting thing, comedies and horror movies tend to be, it, it seems like audiences go off, did I laugh or did I not laugh? And how much did I laugh? Yeah. You know, so I mean, a lot of people, you know, don't, they don't care. Their expectations they're, they're, aren't that high. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. low. They're like, did I laugh and did I consistently laugh? You know, and I, I've seen plenty of really crappy comedies and I'm like well I, I laughed for shit, an hour and a half shit was mm. funny though yeah, yeah, I, yeah you know I smiled I enjoyed myself you know and I moved on what else have we been watching uh, did you did, have you thrown one in there Lizzie? Um, I don't know at this point but <laughs> I watched Homecoming okay Homecoming I just started it you didn't finish it yet I'm three episodes in. Don't spoil anything. How do you, how do you, feel? I, I really appreciate certain things about it. And then the story gets to a point where I'm like, fuck everyone. Mm. Except for, what was the character's name? Cruz. Yeah, and his mama. Walter Cruz. Like literally fuck everybody else. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm just getting intrigued because what I'm, what's happening now is I'm realizing that uh, Julia Roberts' character doesn't remember that's real. Anything. When you see why she doesn't remember, you're going to be like, fuck her. Right. Because okay. I, I, now there is like a badass Asian lady at the end of the movie that I'm like, yes, yes, right. yes. I don't want to ruin it for you, but right. the, her boss, what's his name? Um, Colin or Connor? What's his Colin. Name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Canaveral. Oh, God. He is. So, I have no Canaveral. idea what this show is about. Can you? <laughs> oh, let's back up. So, oh, yeah. Homecoming right. is about yeah, oh, um, Julia Roberts' character is offered a job as like a, a psychotherapist at um, this program, and it's supposed to be like a transitional program for um, soldiers. war soldiers coming back from war to mm. reintroduce them into regular society. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like it's supposed to be like a pilot of like what they're doing to support them. But then you find out like something else is going on. Per um, usual. Per usual. It's this it's this company that like Oh, don't, don't please don't. It sounds like you're going to spoiling territory. I haven't whatever you're saying, I haven't reached it that you yet. don't know what Geist is at this point? No. Okay. They haven't really exp- I mean, I know that it's I'm gonna tell you what Geist is, but it's not gonna ruin the movie for you. Okay. Wait, it's a movie Geist is, no, it's a TV, TV show. show. It's, it's a TV it, show. Uh, well, it's a series. It's limited. I don't think it's gonna have a second season. Um, Wait, what's it on? Like Netflix or Amazon? Amazon. Prime. Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amazon, yeah. It's on Amazon. Um Geist is like Procter and Gamble. Okay. Yeah. I well I, okay, so I kinda got the hint of that because at the beginning of the episode that I'm watching now. They were making the the shit and shipping it out from, 
not raspberries, but what kind of the, fruit is the, whatever that? Whatever the berries from, from like are. the redwood shit, whatever dogwood. Shit, I don't know. Is berries? Yeah, whatever kind of berries. I mean, Boysenberries or something. That's how like we that. get medicine anyway. Like, real, yeah. and people don't realize that. I think they just think medicine's like this miracle thing that pops out of the air. Yeah, no, nah, it's but, made um, out of shit. It's made out of shit, like yeah. regular shit. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I so. They they just haven't confirmed that. Like I kind of started getting the sensibility that's what it was. So if that's all they are, then it makes perfect sense what's happening here. And mm-hmm. um, they're not a pharmaceutical company. They're more like a Procter and Gamble. That I don't know if they're just starting to move into um, pharmaceuticals or if they have like a big pharmaceutical line. But that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. They're like P and G. Yeah, I just oh, I feel like you confirming that just really just kind of fucked it up. How? You don't you don't know all the shit that's gonna happen. Yeah, but I know the basis of it now. But you knew that he was taking medicine. They talk about that like very early on. They I knew that, but I didn't know that's the central theme. I thought it might have been deeper than that. I just I that Julia Roberts character and the way that the she doesn't deserve the ending that she gets, fuck her. And right. I was very upset. Like okay. it's it's the ending is tidy in a way that none of the characters deserve. And like you're you're rooting for people. And then you get like to the fourth quarter and well, I did. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to give this to you because I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But like I got to the fourth quarter and I was like, really? Fuck y'all. Like there's nobody who I wasn't rooting for that I started rooting for. Let me just say that. Okay. There's nobody who has a paradigm shift from being a douche to like, I like you. But the people that I was rooting for, it's there's no heroes. Wow. Well. Yeah, so I, I think you'd be interested in it. Um, I'm not, I'm not a, you know, between Mr. Robot and this, I don't think I'm a big Sam Esmail fan. Um, I think I like what he tries to bring to these things with like it, it the way it's shot. Like it's very eerie, uncom- like he's very good I at did, like uncomfortable. I did appreciate that. Yeah, he's very good at like creating uncomfortable tension, and intrigue. Yeah, he's he's good at that, but. I don't the know, man. Wasn't there. The pay, that's and that's how I feel about Mr. And I and I stopped watching Mr. Robot because I was like, this thing is starting to feel like it's running a treadmill, and I kind of already see what's happening, and I'm like, and I don't care whether or not, I don't care how this ends. Like, you get, I get invested to a certain point, and then there's just a drop off. You know, what and it, that's what happened with Mr. Robot with me. The the tonality of this show, where there is a good payoff, it reminds me of Mindhunters. So Mindhunters okay. has oh, this same. I'm, I'm ready for that to come back. Yeah. Um, but Mindhunters has this same kind of like titillating discomfort. Yeah, it's but, the, but you get the payoff. Yeah. And so it's like, ooh, I'm excited about this. Ooh, I'm glad I was. And the, with this, it's like you get excited, and it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, it's see, like bad sex. Like the foreplay's <laughs> good, and then you have the intercourse, and it's like, oh. Okay. I'm excited now because the last time you and me both were like, hey, remember that show? It was Ozark. And then like a week later, the new trailer dropped. So now Mindhunters is coming back. I guarantee it. I love Netflix the way they do that. It'd just just be like trailer Monday, season comes back in like a week. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, because you don't have to wait three years for it. Like making us do for this this season of a true detective that looks amazing. Oh, yo, I can't wait, man. Mahershala. We love him. Plus Mm -hmm. Jeremy Salt. Oh, see, you, you didn't watch Blue Ruin or... Why do I keep... Yeah, I, did, you, I did watch Blue Room. I get confused. And Green I watched Green So, are you a fan of Jeremy Sonia? Yeah. Okay. And you haven't, you just haven't and watched Hold the Dark. Blair, yeah. I just haven't watched a Hold the Dark. Okay. You'll love it. They're both from Alexandria, Virginia, which I did not know. Both Macon and and um, Jeremy Sonia. But Sonia directed two episodes of this season of True Detective, which means, you know, obviously his style is very 
Like, it's very, you know, hot to touch, man, when it comes to crime. Like, he doesn't spare any expense with gore. We saw it in Hold the Dark. Somebody's face gets blown off, and you're like, okay, that happened. We're here. I'm looking at this now. Yeah. (laughs) In Green Room, somebody gets blasted in the head with a shotgun. You're like, yep, we're here. That's what happened. just missing shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't. I'm excited for True Detective 3. Yeah. I think True Detective 3. I didn't hate season two as much as people do. I I still. I didn't hate it. I didn't didn't hate season two. I just didn't care. It just got to a point where. So in season one, the, the story was like all convoluted and all over the place, but it kept the central theme. And I was just like, okay, this is what's happening. We still, our end goal here yeah. is still the same. Watching the second one, it was just all over the place where I was just like, I don't care about any of these characters. Yeah. Well, the characters what I liked about one was that one was kind of different. It was told in a different way. It was mm-hmm. just, it was presented to us. It was new. Two felt like the ho- when Hollywood gets a hold of it. It was like, mm-hmm. it was a very straightforward, this is what, it's, it's, a, it's a little crime story. Right. It was just very, I liked one that it was kind of like, oh, what am I watching? Yeah. Like, I don't really know where this is going. Right. And let's not forget in season <clears throat> one, they went into that little stone area and saw that shiny little, like, ghost. Fucking amazing. Yeah. which to was me. Yeah, which was cool, but I mean, it was weird. Yeah. You know, so I mean. a lot of weird things. Yeah, a lot of weird shit going on. So season two was season two. Bringing it, ba- bringing it back, though, to, um, to Homecoming, I did mm. appreciate the style, like, if it felt like even though it's set in 2018, it felt like you were watching something much older. Yeah. Um. Did that make sense? Yeah, like you know, I, I said that to you, and then when you watch it, it's just it made sense. Like like, yeah. like that was the first time. Okay, so usually when you go back in time is when the aspect ratio sort of fucks up. Yeah. This time it's like it's used for the future. future and I was like, yeah. ooh, that's. This is very interesting. Which and, was annoying, but like as soon as they did it, I'm like, it, it helped me with continuity. Yeah, completely. Which is, which is something that I wish. Now I'm like, can we have this for Westworld? For Westworld, oh, yeah. Right, like, right. and I'm like, oh, I, I, I know what, what period I'm looking at. I know yeah. when this is taking, taking place. Like the as, yeah. So the aspect ratio <coughs> changes in mm-hmm. Homecoming as like a signifier to tell you where you are in the timeline of the story. Yeah. Sam Esmail is definitely the television version of David Fincher. That's a hundred percent what what homecoming so far and what Mr. Robot lets me know. Sam Esmail is the TV friendly version of David Fincher. Okay. So it's homecoming. <laughs> it like, Mr. No, we're all laughing. Fucking asshole. <laughs> this guy. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Y'all didn't see my eyes roll when he said that. <laughs> Go ahead. Though. Wait. So like, you know, I'm Mr. Robot. There's a bunch of like unlikable characters. Is that, Homecoming too. There's only one uh, unlike character that's really unlikable, and then you oh, just yeah. start to dislike. Well, I did. I'm not. Okay. I'm, I want to. I'm interested to see how you feel I'm, because I don't like it when characters do fucked up things, but we already like them, so we excuse it. So, interesting. So like, I feel like that's life. I do feel like that's life, but you don't get to have a tidy ending. I don't think that's fair either. Like, well, nobody gets a tidy ending. Well, they do on this show. <laughs> oh okay. Well, okay, but but okay. I I gotta see because I'm, I'm still I'm team rooting, Heidi. I'm not. I stopped rooting for certain people like that. I'm rooting for in the beginning. So, so there's only real one asshole. He stays an asshole. Yeah, that's like, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, he doesn't. Cannibal, he doesn't. Whatever. He doesn't not. He doesn't have a paradigm shift. He just becomes more and more of an asshole, and the level of like what he's willing to do 
for his goal is just kind of like you have no moral compass at all. So the sensibility that I got, did you ever see Body of Lies with Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio? So like Russell Crowe's character is like what Bobby Cannavale's character is. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, always on the go, like they're always talking over the phone. And then like- Tips of gab, it, like it can convince you of anything. Can convince you of anything. And it seems like Julia Roberts' character is like Leonardo DiCaprio's character, where, he, where she's the one that's on the front line of everything. And, you know, because she's so invested with like- the interpersonal aspect of what's happening on the ground level. She's very connected in that way. And then, but this guy's the all business guy. He's the overall picture guy. So he's like, yo, get, get out of the personal shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that personal shit. We're here for a certain type of mission. That's kind of like the dynamic of what's happening so far. So I'm interested in seeing like, what you say, like where you become fuck You'll know Julia exactly where, when it happens. Okay. And, Dude, then, um, and there's someone else that you'll be like, I won't spoil that for you, but like you. there's someone else that you'll be like, fuck you too. Yeah. Like you, you'll just be like, yo, like all of y'all are killing me. Right. And I, and I like Shay Wiggum's character, the, um, the, the, the guy who works for the, the department of justice. Yeah. Department of uh, D- justice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The DOJ guy. Or Department of Defense or whatever. I he thought he was FBI. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. What were you about to say, Mark? Oh, did um like recent events like affect your like enjoyment or make it weird as far because it's about thing. well PTSD, right? Yeah, and like the guy who shot up that uh, uh, Thousand which, Oaks. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I finished. I finished it before any of that happened. Okay. Because okay. I watched it. It's the episodes are only like 30, 40 minutes, so it's really like easy to binge. Yeah, they're oh, very quick. Yeah. It's very quick. I think they're even less than that. Like some of them, they feel shorter than yeah. that. Yeah, the way the way it's presented, it feels shorter for sure. Um, and there's no commercials, so it's it's a true thirty minutes. Like, yeah. so you're getting a lot of content, but then you're like, oh, it's over already. Um, I I, I think because I'm seeing it post the the thousand oh shooting, which you know you know, obviously keep everybody in your prayers and sorry that. Bullshit happened. Did you see but, that father though? Like I cried with him. That is so terrible. And yeah. fuck all truthers. Fuck all of y'all. I'm yeah. saying it. Um, but yeah, it 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 gives you know. Fuck the shooter, right? Let's just say that on the surface for sure. Just because of, you know, I don't care at what point, whatever happens. There's a sense of responsibility, but it does make it more intriguing to me. Like, are we really getting the full picture? Of what's actually happening. You know, like, everybody's talking about gun laws, gun laws, gun laws. But it's like, is there another dimension of something happening that we're not privy to? It's not like pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. I don't know about that. But I'm glad you're saying that. Because I think the thing that we don't talk about in these situations is where we're like, support the troops, support the troops, support the troops. And then when they get back. We don't support them. We don't support them. We support them as long as they're out there, you know, fighting for our freedom. But we don't don't care for them to get the mental help that they need. We don't care for them at certain points to even... You know, when people tell you they're homeless veterans, you're like, I don't believe you. Like automatically, yeah, automatically, <laughs> right off the rip. Yeah. So, and and I think that I think that there is a dimension there that really needs to be explored. That it seems like homecoming maybe at least touching on it, and yeah. I would love to see more conversations happen about it because there is a disconnect for that to happen in Thousand Oaks, to, you know, and that being a Marine, you know, and and, and um, I mean that's. It's several cases that, like in Chattanooga, they had a guy who, um, I guess he was military. He went crazy and shot up a military base. Like, right. there's a lot a Mary, of marine. I don't think he was a marine. But, I, think I mean, like we have to understand what like a marine that. is yeah. and what they're trained to do. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think you can do that. Train the person that way. Have them go out there and have those experiences, and then expect them to just be like the guy that fixes your car and never has an issue with violence ever again in life. That that is extremely unrealistic. Yeah, but what's also 
crazy is to 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 immerse fire on completely innocent people as well. No, uh, no, I'm I'm not making an excuse. Right. I'm right. talking about our responsibility to those people so that it doesn't get to that. Agreed. Point. Agreed. And, and you know they showed. I mean they show pieces of it in every war. You know American Sniper had that. Like you know, but so I guess the 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 point that I'm trying to make just to put a bow on that is there is a space that we really need to explore. Um. Um. You know, in cinema, it, in in everything, just in conversation, political, you know, canvassing, whatever the case may be, just the space of like our troops and really get getting them the help they need. Or let's talk about it like let, even further, not putting them in the situations where this shit is fucking, you know, some so some common. of these, yeah, well, <laughs> some of these fucking wars, like really think about what's happening here. You know, I, I don't know the basis of all, I don't know the real basis of. You know why we go to war and stuff like that. You know, obviously, I'm not. Sometimes, you know, it's, sometimes it's it's under the guise of of what we're being told when it's very obvious in our faces. What it that is, what it is, and it's not what we're being told. Exactly. But I will say this: I I think that we do it way too easily. We, we do. We, sub, we don't understand what we're subjecting other human beings to that we're claiming to support. There you go, and that's and what I I'm saying. I think that those are not decisions that should be entered into lightly. Um, I'm definitely, you know. That was I could we could talk about it forever, but I'm definitely mm. a fan of people in certain positions having military service so they understand the gravity Thank of you. what it is they're asking very of much kids. of these children, bro. Yeah, that's and that's the best way to put it right there is that we need some you know some real leadership that really knows what the fuck the front line looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've seen arguments that because there's some countries in the world that uh, it's mandatory service. It used yeah. to be For like, like that 18, here, yeah. Like eighteen to twenty-two, you you basically after high school you go out and be in the military, right. and then you after that you're allowed to kind of go about your. Yeah, but are there militaries as like active as ours where you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's out, way actually, you like your possibility yeah. of you actually having to kill someone in your life. There are rabbit holes is, yeah. that you can great. go much much. Further. Well, that's, that's why Israel, right? That's why Putin is motherfucking uh, scary because <laughs> you know that motherfucker has murdered a few people. Allegedly, oh yo yo, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, but home, homecoming was good. Um, Haunting a Hill House, I watched. Ooh. Apparently, like you watched that too. Yeah. What did you What did you think? I like. To me, I like the first six episodes the most. What was episode six? Bent, bent neck lady. No, five was bent, bent neck, neck lady. lady yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was lady. that was a great episode. That was a character bent neck, bent neck lady. Yeah. Yeah, it's I a ghost. A bent neck. It's okay. a ghost. So yeah. this is what I didn't realize. I understood that the the theme from Hill House is that it's the same universe as The Haunting um, with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Liam Neeson. Okay. The characters have the same names, well, but no, their relationships to each other are not at all the same. It's not the same universe. It's, um, it's based off a book, and The Haunting was like an adaptation from that. that book. Yeah, so but that, yeah, the book... They're strangers or whatever, but this he made them all family members. So also, not quite, but but and apparently, like the haunting of Hill House is based on a book, um, but it was a movie before the haunting that mm. was closer to what happens in the actual book. What happens in the haunting is far from that, yeah. and then what happens in this is like even farther away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I mean, what, but what did you? I hated the way that it ended. I hated um, it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It, it was. It didn't land as good as it should have to me. Um, or as I good still, as it could have. Like, yeah, it could have. Yeah, 
I mean, there was some interesting stuff as far as like time and when you maybe if you want to rewatch it and see like, oh, this was happening here. This mm-hmm. like there's certain stuff you could like see from that. But yeah, I, I think the first six are probably the strongest to me. I mean, I, I like Touch a lot. That was like the third episode, I think. And mm-hmm. I like five, Bent Neck Lady and six. They have like this really cool um, one take shots throughout nice. the whole episode, which were really dope. Nice. But so as as far as the whole thing, like, how did you did you like it or? I it I liked it about up to the point where you did too. I appreciated in the first um, five or six episodes that they created this space for doubt about what was going on with certain people, um, yeah. and that there was these mysteries that we were getting in like little morsels of like this is the explanation. But I it it took a turn. There were thi- there were things that I started to go. Okay, this is what's going on, and it was confirmed for me. I really don't like it when there's a mystery that I can figure out. Mm-hmm. Oh, before. so you figured out yeah. the um the room or whatever, like what? No, that I didn't was. figure out the room. I, I I figured out that that girl was not a ghost. Oh yeah, spoiler alert. I didn't say which girl. <laughs> there's more yeah. than one girl. I don't ghost. think I'm gonna watch. No, nah, it's it it's didn't look that interesting. it's good. Like I'll say, it's probably I don't watch a lot of horror TV shows, but it's probably one of the scariest I've watched. And it's not even like a scary show, if that makes sense. It's more sense. of a mystery, and it's, it's very more, eerie. Yeah, yeah, and it's like just kids being in danger or kids being scared is just like really scary to me for some reason. Now the child, the child actors on that show, yeah, they were all very, very good. good. Yeah. Okay, so this is not like a comedy horror no. thing. No. Oh, it's it's real like. Terror. It's real. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a drama or whatever, okay. but horror at the same time because it's about it's a family drama, like all these kids and their relationships and their father or whatnot. And it's like they years ago when they were children, they spent a few weeks in a haunted house, uh-huh. and it's like what happens and what that experience did, kind of like PTSD. Oh. It kind of affected them in their lives as their adults. Basically. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. One of the kids now. has a supernatural power too. Mm. Um, I guess. Well, I think multiple. I, the mother says multiple do, but like one especially has one. Mm-hmm. That the the yeah. little girl that plays that part, she's in another movie. She's the next Dakota Fanning. Like she's fucking amazing. Mm. That little yeah. girl what is. What is she up to these days? Dakota Fanning. Not, not selling make, as not, much as her fucking sister. She took the yeah. torch, man. <laughs> um, but I appreciated that too. How it showed. Um, that we are the sum of our experiences and how much uh, of things that we experience in our childhood mold who we are. Yeah, I really think that that was like the overall theme. Um, Did you figure out that, like, I guess they're the stages of grief, all the five kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. You don't, it doesn't ruin anything in the plot for you. It feels like it does. Because you don't know. <laughs> He's just doing it because he hasn't what? seen it. And, and yeah. we're blatantly, you're blatantly spoiling things, but we don't care. Um, or I don't care anyways. I guess for me, um, it's... I I liked it because there's only like two horror shows I think are really scary. I think Channel Zero is scary. I think this is scary too. You heard of Channel Zero? I haven't Chan- heard of it either. Channel Zero is on Sci-Fi, but it's kind of like an anthology every year. Gotcha. Uh, they take so it's a like American of, Horror Story, but it's actually scary. Yeah, but it's they don't use the same actors over and over oh, again, okay. and it's based off a of creepy pasta, which is like an urban legend on the internet or something like that. Mm. Like they take an urban legend, they make a whole series out of it. Gotcha type of thing that could be really scary but here it's like you you get invested in the characters you get invested in the kids so when stuff happens to them or scary stuff happens it's like you feel it way more than you do even to me with channel zero which i'm not always invested in the characters gotcha yeah. mm. okay 
So I, did, I wanted to see uh, that Mars one with Sean Penn on Hulu. Did anybody check that out? Yeah, I kind of wanted to watch me that. Me too. Um, and what was the name of that? I don't know. Uh, that but Mars I, shit with yeah, Sean Penn. Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about, though. That, that looked interesting and, uh, to me. Uh, Scottish Irish chick or whatever her name is. Uh, there's a few of them. Yeah, she was in uh, Black Mirror's episode about the bees. Oh, she's also in Harry Potter. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's either British, Scottish, Irish. I want to look that up right now anyway. Um, yeah, she was in um, Boardwalk Empire, too. Yep. She was a mm-hmm. uh, Nucky's girl. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah her. She's, she's, got, she's got a cool little thing. Whenever, I she, like her whenever voice. she pops up, I'm usually like, oh, okay, maybe I should watch this. Yeah. So that's kind of why I wanted to watch it, because her, not necessarily. Right. Well, Sean, Sean Penn. Penn that He's was, dope. Sean I mean, Penn is dope. I went back and watched Mystic River again and got upset. Yeah, Mr. He gave a hell of a performance. I I was one of the people that didn't. I don't know that movie was. Yeah, it was Laura cool. Lenny's character and what she says at the end. I'm Fucking like, you amazing. are a boss ass bitch. Laura Lenny is <laughs> was honestly is one of our. She's very underrated I agree. in terms of like her her abilities, man. Like, I mean, the first time I saw it was Primal Fear. And then I've just kind of been following her since then. She but. was good in the Mothman prophecies. Like she just, there's not a performance of hers that I've seen and been like, the what same are you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. she. And then even down to Ozark now, it's mm-hmm. like she's a fucking amazing. The first, that's what it's called. It's called the first. Okay. Um, I gotta catch it on what I catch it on because I don't have Hulu. You don't got that young Hulu? Yo, I get that shit free, uh, free with my Sprint. You got Sprint? Nah, I got um, T-Mobile. They get free Netflix. Oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it's, it's just way easier to share Netflix than it is Hulu, just saying. So, if you're going to get some value, switch over to Sprint. You know Natasha what I mean? McElhoon. I don't know if I said so I guarantee Michael. you, whatever you did, you pronounced it wrong. McElhoon. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, I guess that's about it then, man. Uh, Anything you're looking forward to? Widows. Yes, Widows. Steve Queen. Shout out. I like, I like Steve McQueen. You're not, you're huh? not looking forward to it. Oh, really? nigga, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Bill Street. That's what I want to see. I'm more of a, oh, I'm looking Street, forward yeah. to Steve, McQu- Steve McQueen. I like him. Yeah. He can, I'm pretty much, then, I watch whatever he makes. Daniel Kaluuya, too. Like, I'm I'm, I'm invested. Kaluuya. Wait, but you, you I love, like I like um, Brian Tyree Harry and I like Daniel Kaluuya and I love Viola, Viola Davis and Davis, I like Liam um, Cynthia, what's her name? Uh, yeah, from Bad Times. From Bad Times. I, yeah. I, 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 but like, I'm excited about all of them, so I'm gonna watch it. But the the plot that they present, I'm just kind of like, eh, it's well, a heist film. Eh. I was a little scared. Of Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> I like, I like <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez. No, no, All the all the press that I'm seeing just keeps saying that like Daniel Kaluuya's like performance is menacing, and I really want to see that. He looks creepy. I, I, it's there's so many people in the movie. I like. There's no way that I'm not gonna go yeah. see it. Yeah. I'm just saying. The plot as presented in the trailer I agree. is kind of, I've seen this movie before. Right. So I'm like, but. Which movie have you seen that was it? I just a heist movie. I don't, okay. I'm not really big on heist movies. I mean, unless well, we're talking about dead presidents, like. That's the shit. Heist movies are not really my thing. Okay. But I, I will give it all of the chances because of who's in it. Right. I mean, it's. Yeah, Robert Duvall, Colin Farrell, John Pernthal. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, everybody's They in that spent shit. a lot of money on it. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm looking forward to Creed 2. Um, I'm, Who's directing? You know, uh, Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> with me, it's like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, nah. But then I saw the trailer in the movie theater. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a Rocky film, bro. I'm going like, to watch it. 
Yeah, so fucking the the first. I mean, and and let's keep in mind, Ryan Coogler is still on as EP. Mm-hmm. He he just didn't direct because he was doing Black Panther, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it's still gonna have the sensibility. It's the story's still gonna be there. I think he still penned the story. The story's still. Gonna, I mean, he, just the whole Drago, like Drago and Creed Part Two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we know how the first one ended. That's the reason why we have Creed. You know what I mean? Is so this is significant, obviously, to. You know, um, you know, young Creed. What's his name? What's Michael B. Jordan's Adonis? Yeah, Adonis. Yeah, this is very. This is a pivotal moment for Adonis's existence. Period. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think it's to avenge the death of his father. To avenge the death of your father. I don't know how. I'm I'm excited to see Dolph Lundgren again. Um, (laughs) Who has ever been excited to see Dolph Lundgren? Me. I haven't seen him since Universal Maybe. Soldier 2. Yeah, that guy's fucking washed up. I know. I want to see him as Drago. I want to see what they do with him because he barely talked in the first one. Well, I guarantee what's going to happen is his accent is going to it's going to be washed over. You know how like Rocky's accent washed out over time? Yeah. Drago's going to be like that. You know, he was deep Russian. If he dies, he dies. Are we going to get it? If he like, dies, he dies. Are we going to get that? Are we going to get a... We're going to get an equivalent, are, I'm sure. These movies are fan service to me. And unfortunately, I'm just... Did you watch Creed? I did. Creed was, um, Creed was awesome. Cool. Creed was cool. I'm, I'm not it was better lie. than I thought it was going to be. Like with the final fights and I guess this one coming up in the last Creed, like every time I see Michael B. Jordan going against somebody, I'm like, Michael B. Jordan should get his ass beat. <laughs> that dude is like, yeah, that like dude got like towering. two feet on him. He got yeah. like way more muscle mass. He probably outweigh him by like 50 pounds. No, I'm not going to lie. The last guy, first of all, the, the the guy he fought in Creed 1, I didn't know he was a real boxer. And I was looking yeah. at him, I was like, yo, he has no muscle definition. I was like, yo, fucking uh, Creed is going to kill this nigga, yo. But he's like a real Boxing. Well, he had like way this. more height on him. Though. He had way more reach too. Some yeah, boxers are, are cut. Like, there's shit, but. cut boxers, and there's Muhammad Ali wasn't right. muscularly cut. Yeah, He's a heavyweight. They, you know, they were still yeah, yeah. heavyweight, and there's nah, technique the, to box. The dude in yeah, Creed, yeah. man, it ain't no. I'm talking about. It looked like somebody drunk uncle. Like he yeah, got a yeah. drunk uncle body, bro. That's funny. A drunkle body. It's, um, like so. <laughs> it's like when you see like the world's strongest men competition. They're not. They don't look like bodybuilders. They're they're. They've got like some yeah, weight on them. But, but you they, can see the bulk though, is yeah, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. This motherfucker didn't have no bulk for real. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that's flying under the radar that you know about like you always do that you're looking forward to? On the spot, I can't think right now. Well, you did you want to say what Bill Street is? Oh yeah, it's the it's the film adaptation of um a novel by James Baldwin mm-hmm. that we should have gotten a long time ago, but I think now is important. And it's the same it's actor. Barry what Jenkins. is his name? Is it like Stephen James? Is that his name? The, the guy from he was in Thirty Seconds, wasn't he? I mean, Seven Seconds. No, the, the, it's the same guy from Homecoming. Um, he was also oh in, yeah, in, um, yeah, yeah, Stephen James. He yeah, was I in think Selma. He played John Lewis. Yeah, Stephen I'm really. James, he wasn't in Seven Seconds. He was in the other one with Sanaa Lathan um, and DeWanda Wise. What is it called? So, shots fired. Oh, okay. He was in I didn't shots, see fired. shots fired. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with his career. I feel yeah. like he's gonna have the career that Nate Parker should have had. Mm. Um, but we'll see. Mm. I think Lakeith Stanfield has the career Nate Parker should have had. I think that Lakeith Stanfield is a much better actor yeah. than Nate Parker, so I don't want to compare oh, them. I, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I that. Would, Nate Parker was an is an amazing. I think I, that Lakeith I think Stanfield has, has a range that Nate. Yeah, have. I think I think Lakeith has the 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 comedic range that Nate Parker doesn't really. He has have. a comedic and a dramatic range that Nate Parker doesn't have. I, I just, don't agree with the range. dramatic. He I mean. A, He's a range. He could do any case. Like, he's literally been in, like, so many different movies that usually you don't see that role going to a black guy yeah. or a black guy who could do it well. Like, yeah. he's in the new, um, 
the new uh, girl with the dragon tattoo movie. Like, is see, he? I didn't even know he the was Spider-Man. in Snowden. Like, he he could do a lot of he can do stuff. and he can yeah. do characters. Like, see, I didn't know he was in Snowden because I fell yeah. asleep on it. But like me seeing him play Snoop Dogg, I was like, oh, that nigga's just like Snoop. And then I seen him again, didn't even realize it was the same guy. Like, yeah. he's, he was trash as Snoop. No, he wasn't. Oh, with the, <laughs> yeah, he was trash as Snoop, bro. I'm sorry, like. But Snoop is a hard act to fill. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'll, you've, you've, you've I don't know what Snoop, Snoop though, was yes. like like in the early 90s or late <laughs> 80s. So I didn't see enough video of him to like tell if he was good or bad. Who Who's this? Snoop. Like I didn't know what he was like in like the late 80s or the early 90s. See, that, like, I didn't, yeah. Snoop, as a person. Snoop like, as, right. that he presented in Straight Outta Compton was about as much as we saw as Snoop at that time. Like at deep cover time. I'd say like doggy style is when we really got the Snoop that we have now. When we started to see his personality. So... Yeah. If going back to what I what what Snoop was for me at that time, it was it was accurate. He's mm. just not thinking about it the way I'm thinking about it, which is why he feels how he feels. Mm. Well, so anyway, yeah, I can't think of any movies off the rip. Do you have any? No, I said Widows. That's what I want to see. Yeah, Widows. That's the only one I can think of in Creed. And then my daughter wants to see Wreck It Ralph too. So Wreck It Ralph one was funny. Huh? I liked Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph, Ralph one was one. good. Yeah, it was real good. I just like the premise of it. Oh, I like sure, the premise really of this dope. one too because of the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It breaks the internet. Um, all right. Well, I, I think that that's going to do for us here. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, follow us on all the social medias. You know how it goes. Uh, kind of Movie Critics on Instagram and on Facebook and Kind of Movie Crits, C R I T S, on uh, Twitter. And uh, what? That's always. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hold on, we're I think we were on some more platforms since they've listened. Like we're on Spotify now. Yep. Um uh we're on Stitcher. We're on the Google Podcast app. So we were on Google Play Music before, but there's new there's a new Google Podcast app. We're there. Gotcha. So yeah, so you know, make sure you tell a friend, share these episodes, man, and and you know, and follow us on the social medias and just engage with us, man, as much as you can. And tell as much us as what possible, you're watching, because so. I'm not gonna lie, like we're a little bit uninspired. Like the Q episodes are good because mm. we we don't want to go away, and we're we're watching things and sometimes not all at the same time. Mm. But like, there's not a lot of movies happening right now that we're jumping up and down about. So like, Correct. please, if you know something that's on your radar you think that we would enjoy or that you think's worth having a conversation about, we're more than happy to have mm. one. Point it out. Point it out. And uh, that's it, man. And remember, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On Ear Network production.